Okay. Um, unfortunately, in most of the work that we uh, that I was exposed to in my background training was you would come into the, the client would come into the office, we would talk about um, what we don't want, how I don't want to be. Last week, I had you write down your one thing. Last week, I had you write down your one thing. What we're going to be talking about today is the other end of the GPS destination. The other end of the GPS program uh, in your mind called the destination. And shockingly, as I continue to interview people, the concept of a psychological GPS destination or an emotional GPS destination is quite unusual and confusing to people. Okay. We Westerners, we Americans are really good at getting a decent idea of how much money we want to make at a certain age, uh, what lifestyle we want to have, what we want to own, what we want to have accomplished. Sadly, I meet lots of people who are accomplishing a great deal, but they're still loaded with anxiety. They're loaded with depression. They're loaded with frustration. They're loaded with overwhelm. And so all the work they did to be achieving people, they don't have the psychological condition they want to. And it's often implied that the psychological condition you are in is random. It's like, well, that's just happened. Well, let's and then they go, let's check your parents to see if they beat you with a wrench when you were a child. Let's check your environment. Let's check your chemistry. Most of what I've seen is there's a lack of clear direction on where am I trying to go? Where do I want to end up? So we use this concept of composing your life in order to help you comprehend. And I would like for those of you who have a decent amount of musical background, please put your name in the chat. Um, uh, you don't need to be a pro, just a decent amount of musical background, and I'm going to be asking you to join the conversation some, uh, especially anyone who has experience with composing music. I know I can always call on Markel for this. Eli, I didn't know you had experience with composing music. Anyone else? Some experience. Thank you, Jan. Uh, Michael? I don't know what that means. Okay, Eli, you ready to talk some more? Yes, ready and willing. All right, now I've never really composed music, but I've strived, striven, strovid to compose presentations. And it's my understanding when you uh, are trying to compose music, you have to start with the feel you want your audience to have. Do you want them to fall asleep at the end of a lullaby? Do you want them to be ready to go into a battle? in a heroic manner? Do you want it to be romantic so people fall in love with each other? Is that correct that you have to plan the feel of the music? So there are a lot of things that you can do. Thank you, thank you. All right, so you can double this up with the different things that you are trying to accomplish on a physical level, but let me take, for instance, when I make a million dollars, I want to feel dot, 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 dot. And I want to have given dot, dot, dot. When I finish writing this book, I want to feel, I want to think, I want to um, have the sensation of. Also, when you fail, 
when I don't hit the golf ball into the cup on the time that I want to, I want to feel like this, okay? When I have tried to accomplish a goal and it's not going the way I want to, I have a goal to feel the following way. Sadly, most of these um, psychology scientists will ask you, tell me how you feel as if they're asking you, tell me what you see floating on the river by you as you sit on the beach. What do you see? You can't control it. There's nothing you can do about it. So let's just talk about what you see. Okay, so I'm going to go into um, the lesson material. I added this this week. I invite you to start your pondering during this phase with a concept called I have a dream stolen from Martin Luther King Jr. And we want to encourage you to not think about this like a goal. We want you to think about it like a miracle. President Nilsson has encouraged us to seek and expect miracles. One of the ways that I do this with myself is I want to feel this way when I'm done working with my son on a project, but that would take a miracle. I want to have a conversation with my daughter about where she's going to go to school in a way that both of us rejoice and are edified, but that would take a miracle. So start thinking about, especially in reference to the thing that you put on paper last week, that one thing, okay, I want to be able to do this and feel this and psychologically experience this, but that would take a miracle. So let yourself add the phrase, but that would take a miracle because we're, we need that. The whole eternal warrior system revolves around the idea that we're not stuck just getting stuff done and checking boxes and achieving the usual. You are the noble and great ones of the final generation. Okay. I want to, I feel prompted to pull us right into the, the handbook. It's easy to access. That's why I put it right here. Okay. Open. You are the noble and great ones of the final generation. You, notwithstanding all feelings of weakness and inadequacy, come equipped with all that is necessary to fulfill your role and perhaps lead and guide others as eternal warriors. I have intentionally written this in such a way that you can use it to almost brainwash yourself or remind yourself of who you are. Feel free to copy this and edit it to match your own personality. If you think you're not one of the noble and great ones, I invite you to consider changing that, but then you'll notice something happens to your brain when you go, wait, I can't get rid of that because I am one of them. I'm gonna ask Dallin to speak up now for a second. Dallin, you ready? Yes. Remember when you were a major loser and other people weren't afraid to point it out to you? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when some people had a negative opinion of you and how you might turn out? Mm. Remember the good old days like that? The good old days last week. Can you explain to us what this kind of statement does for someone with your background? You know, 
well, I don't it, it and as we seek his help then we can accomplish really awesome things thank you thank you thank you all right so <clears throat> one of our most vital goals of this training is one to remind you and convince you that you are an eternal warrior one of the noble great ones of the final generation and that thing that uh, Dallin talked about with intention it's really aggravating to have intention without instruction. Like, I really want to get it right. I really want to get it right. But many people have not quite learned how to get their intention to become action. One of our goals for this training program is to help you learn how to turn your intention into action. We're going to be introducing you to a bridge between Stephen Covey's Franklin Planners, the Like Dragons Do They Fight, and President Nielsen's A Pattern for Growth. Now is a good time to start memorizing these four words. We will be repeating them 10.9 million times. We call it the DPAR. From a scientific perspective, President Nielsen calls it a pattern for growth. 